0: Where is WATD?
1: Hey, we're the number one FM station on the South Shore. We would have not seen anything bad then. So where is WATD? We're
2: located at Marshfield.
0: To oh, lose, won't you let me take you on a
3: sea cruise? Captain baby, said, Article Talk, baby, said, will you let me take you on
4: a sea Boy, mateys. Welcome aboard to award-winning Nautical Talk Radio. We have the number one Nautical Radio program where every week you hear what's happening in and on the ocean in our region and around the world. I'm Captain Lou, your host, and at the helm is Jesse as we broadcast Nautical Talk Radio program number 1459. Good Sunday morning, Jess.
5: Good morning, Captain Lou.
4: And amazingly, here it is, Memorial Day weekend 2020. And anybody in your family uh, uh, serve, serve us in, the, in, the, in battle or, or in, in the military?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. there's been uh, quite a few. Uh, both my grandfathers, uh, they're still alive, but it's Memorial Day, yep. not Veterans Day. So uh, I do have a second cousin who was POW in Vietnam, never came home. And, uh, you know, we still visit his brother out mm-hmm. in California. So rest in peace to yeah. uh, Mike we- Shanley.
4: We honor all of them who've served. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, uh, being Memorial Day weekend, it's usually not sunny. It usually always rains Memorial Day weekend. Don't ask me why, but I seem to have it in my logbook. But we'll check in with our meteorologist, Mike Redden, at the bottom of the hour to hear his latest forecast. It does look like it's going to be a bright, sunny day today. And in an attempt to offer some diversity and entertainment during our late start in this year's boating season, where we've been featuring interviews uh, that we've done with celebrities and entertainers, and I think we're going to continue on that voyage this weekend. This week, uh, we'll replay a Memorial Day weekend show that featured TV star Florence Henderson, the mother of the Brady Brunch. Mrs. Henderson lived on a boat named the Big Flo at Marina del Rey, and she's going to tell us about that boat. And unfortunately, she did pass away three years ago, April twenty-third, and uh, 2017, at the age of 82. So, she will not be taking phone calls today, unless you have a smartphone that goes to heaven. But stay tuned for her interview. And also, since we've been confined to home during this pandemic, we're going back in time to speak with former Weymouth Harbor, Herring. I'm sorry, former Weymouth Herring Warden George Lorden, of course, this year's cleanup of the Weymouth Jackson Square Herring Run was postponed to this coming fall. And I thought you might like hear, to hear a little history about the Weymouth Herring Run, like where the fish actually go when they enter the run and why they go there every year. And you can call in be a part of today's program. 781-837-4900 is our number. And uh, you can tell us what's going on at your yacht club, your marina your boatyard my yard club did have its opening day festivities as planned and it went uh, quite well and uh, you can also send me an email right now send it to nautical at aol.com so a uh, lot to do jess and every week we feature the latest nautical news and this week is no different of course uh the big news this week is that we are now boating in massachusetts so lots of boats out in the water in boston cape card so i hope everybody stays sober Uh, hey pass me that pass me that uh, jug will you jesse (laughs)
5: <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it all for myself today.
4: <laughs> but uh, let's let's stay safe and sober. Let's get started with the week's Nautical News. Here's what's happening. I've got good news
0: and I've got bad news.
4: Daniel J. McKernan has been appointed as the next Massachusetts Director of Division of Marine Fisheries after he was approved by the Massachusetts Marine Fisheries Advisory Commission. McKernan has served as the division's acting director since November 2019 and succeeds former director Dr. David E. Pierce, who retired last fall. McKernan is a graduate of UMass Dartmouth and earned a Master of Science degree in Fisheries Biology from Auburn University. He began his professional career as a field biologist for Division of Marine Fisheries in 1985, engaging in numerous recreational and commercial fisheries issues. He brought his field experience to DMF's headquarters and has worked on fisheries management and policy for over three decades. Since 2003, he has served as the agency's deputy director, gaining valuable managerial experience. McKernan is practiced in the areas in arenas of federal and interstate fisheries management as as a long-standing representative to the Atlantic State's Marine Fisheries Commission. He has chaired numerous species management boards and was recognized for his management efforts with an award of excellence in 2018. He's also the chair of the ongoing Massachusetts Shellfish Initiative, a multi-agency and stakeholder effort to develop a strategic plan for Massachusetts shellfish fisheries. Dan McKernan, Has worked tirelessly as a proponent for the coexistence of recreational and commercial fisheries, as well as for the protection of endangered and threatened species. His advocacy for the seafood industry is well recognized by the public, and he will continue to support the fishing community through these challenging times. In other nautical news, Department of Fish and Game Commissioner Ronald Amidon and said Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito and Governor Baker asked him to participate in an outdoor recreation hunting and fishing working group for reopening the state. He said services and activities like fishing, tramping, and outdoor shooting ranges were some of the things on his mind when thinking about reopening. Yesterday, quote, we got almost everything we asked for in Phase 1, but moving forward, we'll continue to work with the Lieutenant Governor on reopening the state for Phase 2, 3, and 4, he said. In Phase 1 of Baker's plan, hunting and boating can open on May 25th, today. Tomorrow, with, I'm sorry, May 25th, with restrictions and guidelines. Campgrounds and have to wait until the state enters Phase 2, while some indicators for the reopening process are trending in the right direction, state government officials can revert to a previous stage if this COVID-19 situation worsens. A 50-year-old woman first reported missing Friday evening off Chatham after failing to return in her kayak is now the subject of a search off Provincetown. On Friday evening, Carol Madrew, was to have returned by 6 p.m. to the Chatham area in her red and orange fiberglass kayak with the use of a new Coast Guard system that tracks the physical location of cell phones. Madrew's cell phone tracked the the kayak to an area off Provincetown, about 50 miles north of Chatham. Then at 6.30 Saturday morning, a body matching the description of the missing woman was found unresponsive along the shore in North Truro. Now the search has turned to looking for 51-year-old Mark Oliver who reported with a missing woman. And we're checking to see if we can locate their vehicle. Uh, that's a, according a quote to a Provincetown police sergeant. Anyone with information about either of these persons is asked to call 508-457-3211. Researchers said it's like driving in the area's first major snowstorm after a warm, warm, dry summer. They also said being confined to the house and not driving in 60 or more days leads to more speeders on the roadways. And so far, Massachusetts state troopers have stopped more than 40 cars traveling in excess of 90 miles an hour and one car traveling at 108 miles an hour. It would probably be the same for boats if they could travel that fast. With all the pent-up demand to release energy and to go boating, the Coast Guide is advising boaters to take more precautions when going boating for the first time this season. A number of lives have already been saved, as has the increase in the number of boating rescues and accidents. The Coast Guide is quite busy. Well, this is your captain speaking. Thanks for turning us on. You better hold your course steady, because we have a lot more Nautical Talk Radio coming your way on... W.A.T.D.
6: Captain Brad White here, founder of New England Burials at Sea. Please meet a recent student we taught about best sea burial practices. Hi, I'm Cece.
7: When I learned about New England Burials at Sea in a recent sea burial class at my college, I was intrigued. Finally, a different way to fulfill my own final wishes. To be in the ocean I love so much, allowing me to eventually travel the world's warm ocean currents forever. Pretty incredible if you ask me. I found New England Burials at Sea to be the leader and best experienced in sea burials for ash gathering and full body burials from coast to coast. Not just a guy's thing. As women love the ocean just as much, New England Burials at Sea is my personal choice for my final plan in life.
6: Check us out online or give us a call today to learn more. Toll free 877-897-7700 or visit newenglandburialsatsea.com. Again, 877-897-7700. 7, New England Burials at dot com.
7: You own a boat. You had fun. Maybe too much fun. Because your prop's all dinged up and the shaft is bent. It's less expensive to repair your prop. To so call the expert prop techs at New England Propeller. They've relocated from Boston to their Plymouth facility, and New England Propeller has convenient drop-off locations in the Boston area. New England Propeller is a certified member of the National Marine Propeller Association. Their experienced propeller techs use hail MRI propeller analysis and dynamic balancing to ensure the most accurate propeller repair. New England Propellers, the best in performance propellers for yachts and sport fishing vessels. They have one of the largest mission Propeller Inventories in the Northeast. Count on New England Propeller for expert propeller repair. New England Propeller in Plymouth. With convenient drop-off and pickup locations in Boston. Email New England Propeller. NEPROP at AOL.com. Or call 800-635-9504. 800-635-9504. New England Propeller in Plymouth.
1: Bottoms Up has a whole new meaning to South Shore boaters. I'm speaking with Nick Armstrong.
8: Bottoms Up Detail, our name says it all. You start from the bottom of the boat, bottom painting, bottom systems, all the way up inside the cabin, shampooing. This is a big time of year for detail and Get the covers off, get them all cleaned up. Bottoms Up Detail will come to you, or you can visit us at 658 Plain Street, Route 139, Marshfield, behind Luchetti's. We're a mobile service company. We have five mobile trucks, and we service from Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire down to Narragansett Bay. All my guys are all trained, uniformed, and fully insured. I feel like our trucks and the way my guys keep themselves and the way we present our shop is a direct reflection on how we try to take care of customers' cars and boats. Our website is www.bottomsupdetail.com. Phone number 781-837-5500.
2: Bottoms Up Detail, the mobile detailing specialist.
8: Full service auto and boat detail. Good afternoon, Bottoms Up Detail. This is Nick speaking. How can I help you?
7: This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies. Thank you to my brother, Eric, who's a firefighter and a paramedic. To those who leave their homes to keep us safe and ours, thank you.
6: Whether you're a cashier or a police officer, to anyone and everyone, thank you. Thank, thank you! Yeah.
7: If you'd like to thank America's frontline and essential workers, visit everyoneknowsahero.com. Brick and Loans, LLC, NMLS number 3030, licensed in 50 states. Each legal entity that identifies themselves as part of the Rock family of companies are separate legal entities with their own governance and
6: management structures. Pros, keep those exterior maintenance projects going strong. Count on Lowe's for the items and supplies you need to get the job done. And now, take advantage of Memorial Day bulk savings on products like OSB, fence pickets, shingles and more. We buy in bulk and pass those savings on to you. Shop today at Lowe'sforPros.com and don't forget, we're open at 6am so you can get started early and make the most of your day. Together we can keep your business moving. Price and selection vary by market, US only.
0: Sailing, sailing. Looks like
4: every drop of rain is gone, gone, gone. Well, welcome back. This is Captain Lou. Nautical Talk Radio Time is 19 minutes. Uh, sorry, 20 minutes after the eleven o'clock hour. and good Sunday morning, everyone. Uh, joining us now. Uh, joining us now is the former Weymouth Herring Warden Master. Uh, George Loring, and uh, of course, this interview occurred long before COVID-19.
2: Joining us now on Nautical Talk Radio is the Weymouth Herring Warden, George Loring and George. I understand the Herring are running up the Jackson Square Herring Run to Whitman's Pond to spawn.
9: Well, yes and no. (laughs) They started uh, about a week ago. Uh, The scouts came in. There was a couple of thousand of them, which is a lot for the scouts. And then the cold weather came, and they kind of, like, drifted back. A lot of them are probably still in the estuary and out in the bay. Uh, They need the water to warm up a little bit more, and then they'll be running like gangbusters.
2: Now, the river herring, sometimes people confuse them with alewives. Are they one and the same?
9: Alewives and blueback herring, come into the fresh water. The Menhaden and Sea Run herring don't.
2: Also, people confuse them with the ocean herring.
9: Right, right. Those are the ones that are used in uh, pickling and stuff. Uh, they, they never come into the fresh water. Just the alewives and bluebacks and the Sea Run herring stay out in the oceans.
2: Is there still a moratorium on, on catching and possessing the river herring and state waters? There is.
9: Uh, it's still in effect and I haven't heard anything recently about changing that.
2: But people can still catch them in federal waters, is that right?
9: I don't know exactly about that. Uh, only deal with them once they're in the rivers and bays.
2: You had a big cleanup a week or so ago. Fish ladder in the herring run. I understand the volunteers uh, from the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts were there.
9: Yes, sir. Actually, we had over 60 people, which was pretty good for the crummy day we had.
2: I know in years past they've removed shopping carts and, and <laughs> tires, but this year it wasn't so bad. People are starting to respect the herring run.
9: I do believe so. It's been easier each year, that's for sure, in cleaning up.
2: And we're speaking about the Jackson Square Herring Run in Weymouth. It's a great place for family to go down when the herring are running and just swimming up that ladder, uh, the steps. And they can also see birds feasting on the fish.
9: Oh, uh, the osprey are back on the nesting poles, and uh, I've been watching them almost daily catch fish. Uh, Unfortunately, the cormorants are already here, and there's so many of them. and uh, They can't do too much damage, but, you know, when there's hundreds of them and they eat a couple of fish a day... (laughs) It's not good for the herring. Yep.
2: So I'm speaking with George Loring. George, how long have you been the Weymouth Herring Warden?
9: Uh, This was my 31st year.
2: How did you get the position?
9: Well, the uh, old warden, John Smith, uh, was doing something in the run one day, and he looked like he was having some trouble with it, so I stopped and helped him, and we got to talking. And after a while, I started hanging out more, and then Mary Toomey was very much involved in the back river, and she said I'd make a good warden and John Smith retired and I took over.
2: Are you involved in fishing at all, the boating?
9: I used to fish uh, a lot, uh freshwater fishing. Yep. And then I got involved with the herring and my desire to fish kind of like went out the door.
2: And of course, uh, people who have a freshwater fishing permit, I see them fishing up in Whitman's pond. What are they catching?
9: Well, there's of course the sunfish, um there's lots of good-sized bass. Sportsman's clubs and marine fisheries have uh, put trout in there on occasion. Uh, There's still perch, catfish, eels, of course.
2: And the people are aware that they can't take the herring?
9: Well, the herring don't eat. Once they're up into the pond, they're they're into spawning, and that's their only desire. So food isn't a a problem for them.
2: In recent years, uh, the herring seems to have have rebounded.
9: Last year was approximately 228,000. The best year we ever had back in the 80s was almost 800,000.
2: Do you need any volunteers to count the fish?
9: Well, we always use some help. You know, there's always something to do all year round. It's not just one of the fish are here.
2: It sounds like we're almost ready to have another herring feast. Can't we eat them yet? Have a party (laughs) there and eat them?
9: Well, we're trying to resurrect the Herring Run Festival in Weymouth, but we're we're not going to have herring on the menu. No. We'll find another fish that's uh, not in danger. Uh, probably fry them up along with hot dogs and hamburgers.
2: When you say endangered, are they actually listed on the endangered species list?
9: Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one because our run is pretty decent, we this sustained it for quite a while. But there's other runs that have lost between 80 and 90% of their fish up and down the coast. So this federal moratorium has been going on for almost eight years now i think
2: okay the herring run in pembroke how's that doing
9: it's uh, actually doing very well uh, they used to have the fish festival
2: there as well
9: yes i think they still have a festival but they don't use herring anymore
2: i think they serve hot dogs
9: <laughs> in the shape of herring <laughs>
2: <laughs> well george this is exciting news so only the scouts have come up what are they scouting for
9: I'm not sure. We call them scouts because it's the first group that comes in. It's usually only a few hundred, and they they traverse the uh, ladders and get up to Whitman's Pond. I don't know if they send back word that everything's hunky-dory or how it goes. This year we had almost 3,000 fish come in that first day, which is so unusual. So we got our fingers crossed this could be a real good year.
2: Okay. And when do you think uh, they'll be running and robust? Well,
9: the average date of their arrival is the 23rd. Of April, uh, April. yeah. Of course, they've come much earlier and they've come a lot later. <laughs> Expecting to see them anytime now.
2: How long do they stay? They Depending sparring?
9: on weather conditions, mostly the water temperature, uh, if it stays cool enough between like 55 and 60 degrees, they'll, they'll be here the whole month of May probably. But if the temperatures go way up into the 60s... Uh, they won't be staying around long. They don't like that hotter hot water.
2: Well, no offense, George. I like swimming, so I can only wish that the <laughs> temperatures get to the 60s. But we've ex- really experienced very cold spring.
9: Sure seems to be. I you, mean, the water temperature in the river yesterday was 50, so that's not too bad.
2: Anything else to report, George?
9: Well, i just uh, thanking all the volunteers that helped to clean up this year. They did an outstanding job.
2: So what condition is the fish ladder in? Does it need any uh, repairs? Is it wood or concrete?
9: Uh, well, there's concrete steps, uh, and then there's wooden uh, baffles that go into the concrete. And those we have to replace a few each year.
2: Being a warden, is that a voluntary position?
9: Uh, it's appointed by the mayor, but, you know, it's a non-paying job.
2: Well, we certainly appreciate your, your effort and your work and how you organized the cleanup. And I'm looking forward to the uh, the festival, even if it doesn't involve herring. But it would be great if we could have a fish fry
9: there. And we, it won't be this year, but we're looking toward next year.
2: All right. George Loring, the Weymouth Herring Warden, uh, thanks so much for coming on board Nautical Talk Radio.
9: Well, thanks for having me, Captain Lou. Hope you'll be able to go swimming soon. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Bye-bye, George. <laughs> Bye-bye
4: now. Well done. Again, uh, I do uh, like to go swimming up that back river, and the back river precedes the the run uh, as the fish swim up to uh, to Whitman's Pond. It goes from uh, salt water to fresh water. So uh, not bad. And, of course, that was pre-recorded because this year's cleanup was postponed due to the COVID-19 virus, and uh, they're hoping to have, another, uh, have the cleanup in the fall uh this coming year so it's always good to go down there and and give a a helping hand and and jesse uh ever take your family ever take the kids down to see the fish swimming up the uh, river run you know there's one in pembroke i'm sure there's one that there's one in weymouth there's a we have we have more herring herring runs i think in massachusetts than any other state i'm pretty sure there's one close to where you live I'll have to look into it. No, I haven't, but that does sound like
5: something that uh, they would enjoy.
4: Oh yeah, the kids all the kids love seeing the fish jumping For out sure. of the water. Well, we're just we're at eight three seven forty nine hundred, and uh, maybe we can take a phone call or two uh, before we check in with our meteorologist. Unless that is our meteorologist, Mike Redden. I'm not sure, but uh, give us a call and stay updated with us. And of course, the best uh, if you Google Mass State boating guidance, uh, you'll get the an update uh, post, and the most important website out there is with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. It, that that Their official website is www.cdc.gov. And, Jess, anything? Uh, okay. Um, I, I, I don't like you not sharing that grog with me, Jesse.
5: I have to keep it for myself. Gee. Otherwise, you're going to see me get the shakes around noon. You don't want you don't, you to be any part of that, man.
4: Well, my yacht club had its opening day festivities. Everything went smoothly. And uh, I had the pleasure of getting up onto my boat and making arrangements to stay on board o- overnight. In a few t- so I'm looking forward to doing that soon. And I was able to put my convertible top down the other day. That gave me great pleasure. Jesse, 80-degree weather finally hit us. I just hope my grid is as good of a forecast as coming week. Yeah, well, it was beautiful. A, it was beautiful. So... And let's see. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, it's uh, let's see what the tide is. Uh, oh yeah, along the north and south shores of Boston, the tide is now on its way in. It's going to be high tide about 1:30 this afternoon. Today sunset 8:06. Tomorrow sunrise 5:12. Uh, and hopefully we'll be joining by Mike with Mike Redden and his uh, along with his latest forecast. And I know the uh, the sky warning people down in Taunton. Uh, they're issuing a very active, busy hurricane season, and I got a, a bulletin from them, and they're even offering a uh, shelter-in-place uh, to go if you are still in um, COVID-19. You know, if we're still sheltering in place uh, during a hurricane, then just I think we have Mike Redden on the phone with us right now, so uh, let's go. Let's go right to him. We'll check it out. And ahoy, Mike. Did we lose him, Mike, are you there? Oh, Captain Lou. Oh, how are you, Mike? We got you around. I'm fine, thank you. Yep. So uh, I was just telling Jesse I was able to put my convertible top down in 80-degree weather the other day. Am I ever going to do it again this coming week?
0: Uh, yes, in fact, uh, probably the the best weather of 2020 so far this year is coming up. Unfortunately, not for the Memorial Day weekend, but is coming up this week. A stretch of fine weather. I don't know if the South Shore is going to get to 80 or not, but it's going to get very close and has some chance of creeping over the 80 degree mark. But all in all, I don't think there's going to be any complaints about the weather coming up this week. There is a small craft advisory in effect for this afternoon. So we see easterly winds, generally 10 to 20 knots, seas 3 to 6 feet, visibilities better than 7 miles. Now, Monday, winds will swing around more to the southeast at 5 to 10 knots, seas diminishing 2 to 4 feet, visibilities less than 3 miles in patchy fog and mist, especially during the morning hours. And Tuesday, winds will swing around to the southwest, 10 to 15 knots, seas 1 to 3 feet, visibilities less than 3 miles in the morning, but should improve to about 7 miles during the afternoon. We have a beautiful, albeit on the cool side, day across most of southern New England. Temperatures are a little bit below normal due to, due to the cooling easterly breeze we have, but again, as that wind starts to swing around over the southwest, over the next couple days, we will see improving temperatures. There'll be some low cloudiness starting to come in late this afternoon and early this evening. I think we will bring a few spotty sprinkles or a little bit of mist overnight tonight. Not a big deal. That will continue into Memorial Day uh, morning, though. So it'll be a little on the damp side but we should see some breaks of sunshine later in the day and then the feel of summer arise from tuesday through thursday perhaps friday as well with temperatures flirting with 80 degrees and even getting noticeably more humid so with that in mind here are the details of the forecast for this afternoon we'll have lots of sunshine followed by increasing clouds late in the day with high temperatures topping off right about 58 degrees though they'll be a little bit closer to 55 right on right on the beaches tonight we'll see low clouds with a few sprinkles and patchy fog mainly after midnight with a low of 45. Monday, we'll start off with lots of clouds, a few sprinkles or a little bit of patchy mist, but we should have some sunshine late in the day. It will be milder with temperatures getting to about 64. For Tuesday, we'll start off with a little bit of patchy fog and low clouds during the morning, but otherwise a good deal of sunshine. It will be warmer and more humid with high temperatures around 78. Wednesday, mostly sunny, very warm and humid with high temperatures in the upper 70s and more of the same on Thursday. But clouds will be on the increase late in the day. Very warm and humid, and once again the mercury right around 80 degrees. And then as we head into Friday, we'll see more in the way of clouds, a few showers and thunderstorms, especially during the afternoon, with temperatures once again well into the 70s. It
4: sounds great. It sounds great, Mike. I don't know if you heard that NOAA, by the way, has changed. It's a it's a small craft advisory. Warnings. It's just simply small craft warning. I don't know if you heard that or not, Mike. So, uh, no more small craft advisories. Just small craft warnings. Okay, I'll have to.
0: I'll have to look <laughs> into that.
4: Hard habits are hard to. Uh, you know, changing habits are hard to break. Sometimes old habits are hard <laughs> to break. <laughs> That's Right. All right. We'll talk to you next Sunday, Mike. Have a great week, Captain. Lewis. Thank you. That's Mike Redden, our meteorologist on Nautical Talk Radio. Let's keep it right here, Jesse. Because coming up next uh, is an interview I did with Florence Henderson a number of years ago on Memorial Day weekend. We do have a uh,
5: phone call if you want to talk with John out in Marina Bay.
4: Oh, yeah. Let's go to John first. I believe it was H-stock. Okay. Let's do it. John, are you with us? Captain Wu, how are you? Uh, You know, I I put John from Florence Henderson on hold just for you. Oh,
0: thank you very much. I like Florence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh But so, yeah, we're sitting on the boat down at the dock. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, no breakfast, no unfortunately, but you know. Yeah. Social distancing.
4: Social distancing, that's good. And you're wearing a mask or no? Absolutely uh, not
0: right now on the boat, but when we right. walk around absolutely.
4: Yeah, I have other people um, are other people following suit?
0: Um, not enough. Yeah. Um uh, there are some you know, some people that are still gathering, um, the marine management had to, had to step in a couple times, unfortunately, because we've got, you know, 12 people on a boat, and just, but for the most part, yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, you're staying safe and uh, safe, dry, and warm, I hope. It is a little chilly That's right. out there. I hope, I hope
0: you're hope you feeling well and you're weathering this situation well.
4: Okay, thanks, thanks. So, uh, anything else on your mind, or
0: no, I just wanted to touch base so we you know we call in every few weeks and I I know to it. let it's you know we're down here again and we're ready to
4: go. It's great to hear. you. Great to have you back on board and uh, stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> All right,
0: great. Hopefully this will clear up, but you can come down and have breakfast with
4: us. I'd love to, believe me. So uh, I'll, <laughs> I say, I'll say, uh, say hoy there, to Florence Henderson for you." And make sure you listen <laughs> if you haven't heard it before on the show. Uh, stay tuned. She's yeah, actually, I will. I'm going to get uh, run on my computer once I can hang up with you, so I'll listen to it. All right. Thanks. All right, thank you, Captain uh, You too. Bye-bye. You. So, uh, as I said, uh, we're going to hear from Florence Henderson. A number of years ago, she uh, sang the Star-Spangled Banner by NASCAR. And uh, during uh, the whole interview, I kept thinking, could I get her to sing a few bars of it on Nautical Talk Radio? Well, what do you think? Did I succeed? Well, stay tuned. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm.
1: I understand we do have uh, Florence Henderson calling from aboard her 87-foot motor yacht that she lives on at Marina Del Rey in California. Well, let's go right to her and welcome aboard, Miss Florence Henderson, America's favorite mom.
3: <laughs> Thank oh. you, Captain Lou Gaynor. Do I call you Captain Lou? Oh,
1: Captain Lou is wonderful. Thank okay. you so much. I'm just looking over a little mini uh, biography I've discovered about you, and I realize that uh, you, you're, quite, you're quite a celebrity. You've been in all kinds of uh, Broadway plays you've the last tour of Oklahoma. Uh, I right. I believe you appeared in as a Fanny, The Sound of Music, South Pacific.
3: Yes, that's right. And, you know, so many of those shows I did in Boston, Massachusetts. No kidding.
1: One of of my favorites uh, was that you were a Today Girl on the Today Show. Yes, I was.
3: (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) Yes, I was. uh, I think I was probably the last one with Dave Garraway, as a matter of fact. And uh, that was a great experience for me, a great learning experience.
1: Oh, wow. And you're calling me from your 87-foot yacht, am I right?
3: That is correct what?
1: I have to ask you what's the name of this boat
3: uh, <laughs> you'll laugh <laughs> big flow
1: big flow
3: yes ah. and, and people you know will go by and they'll go where's big flow and I come <laughs> out you know I'm very petite is, so is, they expect I think a big you know blonde bombshell
1: <laughs> is that what your friends
3: call you miss Henderson flow uh, some people <laughs> call me flow and and we just thought that was a nice Uh, a nice name for the boat and everyone seems to love it and it's our third one so this is Big Flow 3 together. My husband John has had about uh, 14 boats and uh, so I've become pretty knowledgeable about about boats and and what one can do and uh, and of course we live on ours.
1: I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you can you dock this boat yourself?
3: Well, you know I've done everything but <laughs> that and I'm I'm still you know it's so strange when you you're coming down the channel and you see your slip and it it's like landing an airplane it looks so little and you think, how in the world is that boat going to fit in there? And, of course, my husband can bring it in, and he doesn't even touch the sides. <laughs> and he says, you're going to have to do that. And I go, not yet, not yet. <laughs> but I can take her out, and, and I can handle her at anchor, you know, when, when they're anchoring. And uh, I, I really love it. I, I wish I had the courage to, to bring <laughs> her in.
1: Now, uh, I, I have to ask you this as well. Are there other famous uh, liver at Marina Del Rey?
3: Are there other famous ones? Yes. Uh, Well, I don't know if they live aboard, but I know Johnny Carson spends a lot of time on his boat uh, here in Marina Del Rey. Robert Goulet has a boat here. Ed McMahon has a boat here. Um, I think John Travolta has one in the boatyard at the moment, uh, not too far from us. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, Merv Griffin just brought his boat in. Uh, I think it's a 125-footer. I don't know what it is, but uh, I ran into him the other day. uh, And um, so he's very excited about spending a few months here in the marina.
1: And they see that you were born on Valentine's Day, so That's you're, you're right. literally a sweetheart.
3: Well, I try to be. I am my parents' tenth child, uh, Captain <laughs> Lou. So uh, I don't know if I was a love child, but I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, you know, growing up in the Midwest on the Ohio River, which I always loved, I never, I never dreamed that one day I would be living on a boat and uh, and loving it so much. I don't, I don't think I could ever live on land again.
1: Of course, you're most famous for playing Carol Brady, uh, yeah, his favorite mother of the Brady Bunch.
3: That is correct for for many years.
1: And you know, and I found it very interesting that Sherwood uh, Schwartz, the uh-huh. uh, creator and producer of of uh, the Brady Bunch, was also the uh, creator and producer of Gilligan's Island.
3: Yes. What did you think about that boat? <laughs> <laughs>
1: the SS Minnow. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather be on the big flow.
3: You and me the both. Big
1: flow three.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> but I know you're a be...
1: good cook as well.
3: Well, I, I'm a fast one. Let me put it that way, <laughs> Captain Low. And and if I don't know if you've been in a lot of rough seas, but uh, that is an experience, I tell you. When you've got something um, cooking. And all of a sudden, you hit a rough sea, and <laughs> I tell you, I look like olive oil sometimes. <laughs> I've got a foot holding, holding something on the stove. I've got something holding the oven door closed. It is hysterical.
1: Which reminds me that you actually did a uh, commercial with cooking oil.
3: Ab- for years, Wesson, yes. Western oil. Western oil. Now, is Absolutely. there any
1: truth that we're going to be see, seeing Florence Henderson doing a, uh, a cooking program on the public uh, broadcast network, the PBS?
3: Yes, well, you know, I did a, a show for nine years in Nashville on the Nashville Network called Florence Henderson's Country Kitchen, and we had every star. You know, we had uh, Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, Pearl Bailey, uh, you name it. Uh, They came and did this little show. We would cook, we would sing, we would schmooze, and just have a good time. And uh, so this show that I'm going to do, we'll start taping it in June. It'll be on public television, and it's called Florence Henderson's Shortcut Cooking. Because, uh, you know, I raised four kids. I've always been a working mom. And, uh, you know, there are so many families today, young families, both parents are working. And this is really a show that's geared to anyone who's interested in having a nutritious meal, but can do it in you know, like 20 minutes. And uh, so that's what this show's about. There will be a uh, companion cookbook.
1: I'm going to be looking at my TV guide for this program.
3: Yeah, it, it's going to be very informative and, and fun. And uh, and for people that, that are, you know, especially boaters would love it because we're always looking for, for things that are quick and things that we'll keep and, you know, things that we can have underway. So do you and, think
1: you'll be doing a segment, Cooking on the Boat?
3: You know what? That would be very interesting. I think I will. I think that would be... uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. I I hadn't (laughs) thought of it, but why not? I mean, there are a lot of people out there, uh, uh, boaters, uh, who are always looking. I I know that I am. I'm always looking for a shortcut. I'm looking for a space saver. I don't know if your your listeners would be interested in what kind of engines we have or any of that.
1: Well, I am.
3: Are you? Sure. Okay, well... Let
1: uh, me guess. Are they Detroit
3: diesels? Uh, they are uh, Caterpillar diesel. <laughs> Caterpillar, okay. Uh, yeah, 3406.
1: What, what kind of boat is uh, the, the flow, Big Flow 3?
3: It's a Sharp receiver, uh-huh. uh designed in, in San Diego, and uh, it, the engines are 3406 turbos, and we have uh, two uh, Northern Light uh, generators, 50 kilowatts. We could light up Marina Del Rey, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and they have uh, John Deere. Where, where's your
1: favorite cruising uh, destination?
3: Well, we we love to go to La Paz, Mexico. We uh, have spent a lot of time down there, and uh, we truly enjoy that. We enjoy it more than Cabo. Uh, we love cruising around here. We go to Catalina a lot. We go to the the backside of, of you know, to Cat Harbor, and uh, rather than the Isthmus, where a lot of of boats come and and so we go to the backside which is more rugged and primitive. Uh we love going to Newport, Santa Barbara. You know there are a lot of places that you can get to quickly here. We go to San Diego a lot. Mm. And uh it's it's really beautiful. And if we just want to go for the day for lunch, we go mm. to Paradise Cove up, uh, you know, past Malibu and we drop anchor. And we have a great lunch and then it's we can head back.
1: I've, I've cruised up and down the East Coast. I've never done the West Coast, but I know that you don't have all the bays and harbors that we have on the East Coast. No, that, that's
3: our Aurora. dream. Our dream is to do that. We want to. Uh uh, someday, take our boat and keep going and go through the canal, which we've done on a cruise ship, but certainly never with our boat, and then head you know up the east coast. Uh, that would be a thrill for us.
1: Well, this is quite a thrill for Captain Lou. If anybody's just joining us now on nautical talk speaking with Florence Henderson, Florence Henderson, the America's favorite mother uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the Brady Bunch fame, and the uh, you know of course uh, with uh, when the Brady Bunch ended was it as a big of a to do with uh, as Seinfeld ended.
3: No, of course not. and nothing uh, has uh, ranked up there with that i don 't think, but you know what it'll be interesting to see if Seinfeld is around in twenty five years like we are. You know. I was just in New York and uh Nickelodeon is going to uh, they had a big promo and a big push because they're starting the Brady Bunch again in prime time on their lineup and uh, People are so excited about this it just Whoa. Amazes me. Well,
1: before we sign off, and I really appreciate you calling in today on Nautical Talk Radio. Was it true that by age two uh, you really knew 50, 50 songs?
3: That is true. The truth. Captain <laughs> Lou, that's true. And, uh, you know, my mother, who loved music, uh, taught me to sing and to dance. And then the nuns got a hold of me. And I wound up singing in the big choir when I was, I couldn't even see over the choir loft and learning four-part Latin masses, uh, singing soprano, tenor, alto, bass, uh, learning to read Gregorian chant when I was a little child, all those things, uh, which I thought, why do I have to go to mass twice on Sunday, really have stood me in good stead over the years and gave me the greatest vocal training base. That anyone could have.
1: Well, Florence Henderson You're become my my America's favorite celebrity. This
3: Thank you, quite Captain a thrill Lewinley. for
1: Captain Lew to speak, be speaking with you, and uh, I hope to see the Big Flo Three cruising uh, New England waters. You
3: know, I'm not a captain, but hey, I've learned a lot about boating, and I love it. And so, I'll be happy to come on any time.
1: Well, thanks so much. To hear the first, uh, the first couple of lines of the national anthem,
3: I'd be delighted. Would are you? Are, are you standing at attention? I mean, I got my
1: my hands on my heart.
3: Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last? I can't believe I'm singing the national anthem (laughs) free for
1: Captain Luke Gaynor on WAPT Radio in Boston. Well, you are fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much. Florence Henderson, farewell. Farewell. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We'll be right back. I'm speechless.
4: All right. I am speechless. And uh, let's take our final break and... We're at 781 837 4900. I wonder how many listeners recognize the names of the liverboard she mentioned. I guess I'm really dating myself. I mean, now you know how long I've been doing this show. Who recognized some of those names uh, that were great, great stars and celebrities? 781 837 4900. Give us a call.
2: I'm speaking with Captain Ethan Moss from Cito Sea Cito operates year round. We are
8: operational year round, we don't have a, a season per se. How does a person join CETO? To join CETO, you go to CETO.com or you call our 800 number, eight hundred four CETO. CETO offers boat insurance, uh, marine insurance policy competitive in the marine market.
2: Does CETO have an app for people with smartphones?
8: Yes, CETO offers a free boating app that has a number of different services in it, including weather, tides for your local area, as well as being able to call CETO directly for assistance. All your captains, CPI trained. All of our captains are first aid and CPR trained, Coast Guard licensed, and get extensive on-the-job training. What about sea coverage for tow vehicles on land? We do have a trailer care package that would cover you on the
2: highway. I'm speaking with Captain Ethan Moss from sea South Shore. It's always a pleasure
8: to see the bright yellow boat when you're in distress and, and need help. Absolutely. The, the yellow sea boat coming over the horizon must be a welcome sight to a lot of people on the water. Brian
7: Dwight, he's from SouthshoreDrydock.com. Our main business is the boat sales, and we'll continue. We've decided to open a very well stocked new marine supply store in Situate Harbor something that was always needed in the area. We kind of know the right things to have on a boat, the right products that we think folks should have. Batteries, bilge pumps, bottom paint, stainless hardware, water sport. We're also going to be a Garmin reseller, a Fusion Stereo reseller, Canyon coolers. Our everyday prices should beat all the other everyday prices.
2: SouthshoreDrydock.com. How is this virus affecting things in Scituate Harbor?
7: The store is open and keeping it super clean and keeping the the six-foot rule going on, so... It's, uh, it's a perfect time for people that can't get to work and their time to get some, some stuff down in their boats. We've actually been doing local deliveries. People have been either calling in, emailing, or sending us a text. And we've been dropping stuff off either at their boatyard or at their house. What are your hours? We're going to open up seven days a week. And again, if people don't want to leave their house, call us at 781-834-9790. One of the guys here can, uh, can drop it off within a reasonable
2: distance of the harbor. It sounds perfect for anybody who has their boat stored in their own backyard. Or
7: it's at a yard that lets you do you work on your own boat. They want to get ready. They know the summer's right around the corner.
2: How are boat sales? You know, people still able to get financing? And- yeah, the financing's not
7: an issue. We always wanted to have a brokerage office in Situate Harbor. We have one in New Bedford. We have two in Plymouth. Call us at 781-834-9790.
4: SouthshoreDrydock.com. John Reichert, you're a Marine Surveyor. What's the name of your company?
0: Captain John Marine Surveyors.
4: How is this virus affecting your business?
0: I'm staying safe with masks, gloves, and sanitizing.
4: Tell my listening audience what a Marine survey. Tell my listening audience what a Marine survey. Tell my listening audience what a Marine survey. Tell... <laughs> Get back to John Reichardt from Captain John's Marine Surveyors. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make that up to him. And uh, let's see, seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred is our number. Do we have a call, guys? Up we. Uh, uh,
5: we had a couple of questions about the interview. They asked. Uh, I, I think he just tuned in a little bit late, but he was asking
4: how. Um, how long ago did the interview take place? Mm. How many years? Quite a few years ago. I'd have to. I, I don't have the exact date, but. Let him call back and speak to me. 781, we got somebody else, uh, other people on the line, uh, Jesse. Seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. And, you know, I've also gotten some emails about my voice. And, yes, I, I can feel that my voice has changed just a bit. And I don't know if it's from the, the medicine I'm taking uh, to fight my uh, disease, my battle with cancer. I don't know if it's just because I'm locked up at home and not getting a chance to talk to a lot of people during the week. It could be any one of those uh, things uh, that's affecting the change in my voice. But something is happening, that's for sure. And I do recognize it, and I appreciate all my listeners' concerns. So, uh, John, Jesse, uh, nobody? Uh,
5: Not yet. No, that was Ed, but he's going to prepare for another week. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Still perfecting the song. (laughs) Yeah, so they asked uh, uh, how long the interview was, as you said, a couple of years ago, or several years ago anyways. And then the other question was, uh, what made you want to bring her on the show? What,
4: uh, how did that come about? Well, she was a aboard, and I, I happened to uh, re- read something about her living on her boat, the Big Flow 3. And, and I knew that uh, the marina that she kept it on were a lot of famous people there as well. And, of course, it was Memorial Day weekend, and she was going to sing the... Uh, they were promoting her all week on TV to sing the Star-Spangled Banner for the uh, NASCAR race on Fox, and I thought, hey, why not, give it a chance. And
5: hey, I you don't got, a little, got a little preview of the National Anthem right there on the show, huh? I
4: don't know how I got her to do it, but she did it, and that's all that mattered with me. Very <laughs> persuasive man, Captain Lou. <laughs> all right, let's try uh, track seven, uh, get some more commercials in, so we can make a living and eat some, get some bread at home. John right, you are... you're, oh, you're trying to... Okay, we can try it again.
5: No, we don't want to do that. I'll just skip that track. Hang on. see exactly funny.
4: Captain Brad White
6: here, founder of New England Burials at Sea. When people want to plan our program into their, their own future final chapter plan in life, they ask which funeral home to use. We refer them to Sea Burial Certified participating funeral homes that have gone through our robust Sea Burial Certification Program that trains their directors on Best Methagram, that trains their directors on Best Methagram, that trains their directors...
8: I don't I don't put on your sailing shoes. Well, we tried,
6: Captain Lua.
3: No I guess, we,
5: guess we'll starve for another week, but that's all right. We got enough stowed away in the barrels, right?
4: <laughs> that's too bad. Well, you can also send me an email at AOL, cap, yeah, nauticaltalk at AOL.com, no problem. And uh, what have you got for plans for the rest of the day? Any barbie, barbecues planned? Yeah, uh, my brother
5: is having a very small gathering, and... Uh, We'll leave it at that so the police don't show up and uh, <laughs> beat us with billy clubs or something. But, yeah, you know, we're going to uh, keep it small and you know, keep our distance. Plus, yeah, yeah, tomorrow's
4: and... the big holiday.
5: Exactly, yeah.
4: yeah. Are, you, are you working tomorrow, Jeff? Uh, I'm not too sure. Our, our work
5: schedule's all sorts of screwy right now, so we kind of go in whenever they need us and try to make it through these weird times. You know? now, so we've kind of <laughs> limited the hours and the staff for now. We'll trying to keep everyone safe.
4: Now, believe it or not, I get emails every once in a while. I just got an email from Fran, and she wants to know if you get involved in boating or if you have a boat and if you did have a boat, uh, you know do you take your your children fishing me no, um, you know, we do a camping trip every summer,
5: one or two of them, and uh, my brother owns a a small rowboat, so we go out and you know on the lake and fish, but nothing serious. so yeah. that's freshwater fishing, yeah, on a pond. yep. So it depends. I mean, we switch up the campground every year. You know, nothing out of the ordinary. But, uh yeah, we try to get the boys out on the boat. Right now, my s- youngest son, who's three, is obsessed with pirates and boats and everything like that. So he's oh, um good. actually kind of a nightmare when you take him on a rowboat because he wants to take control of the ship. And, you know, he doesn't want to use one of the kids' fishing rods. He wants to use one of the big ones with the real hooks. And he's swinging the thing around like a maniac. So uh last time it was uh, pretty stressful. But, you know, he enjoys it. So that's, that's good. And he's very passionate about it. But, uh Right now, it's a bit of a, you know, a stressful voyage on the seas, to say the least, with the young ones. But you know, they, they they love it for sure.
4: Yep, I went to that stage. My my son grew up on on our boat, on well, one of our boats. I had many boats. Luckily, I'm lucky enough to say that. And uh, it's always a, it's a great it's a really it's an education as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, you know, he was two last year when we took him out and, you
5: know, refused to wear a life jacket. It was kind of meltdown down. It was stressful. But, uh, you know, I think this year he'll be a little more uh, easy to, you know, teach. About yeah. being safe on the waters and, you know, not being an absolute madman on the seas. Exactly.
4: And I can tell you, anybody uh, wanting to know what the sea conditions are like, if you're if you're inland or on shore and don't have a chance to see it eyeballed, you know, you don't have a chance to eyeball the seas, I can tell you that a lot of white caps out there, the wind is blowing, and it's chilly, so you'd better dress warm. Just for the uh, sea temperature you know, and not the air temperature, Actually, they're both about the same, I guess. They're both are close to 50. All right, that's a wrap on today's program. Send an email to me, awell.com Check out our Facebook page. What's, uh, check out iTunes, right, Jesse? That's right. The podcast is up there. Podcast. Let me know if you have any difficulties accessing it. And stay tuned now for uh, Westwood One News, followed by WATD's local award-winning news, Lenny Rowe, is your reporter. Have a great holiday weekend. Stay safe. Stay warm, stay dry. This is Captain Luke. Hey, give me that jug, will you? All right, now you can. All right, we're off and clear.
2: This one's for you.
8: It's been a lovely
0: crew. I'm sorry
5: it's hand.